Hello and welcome to the GPS Girls Directions for Life podcast series. I'm Karen Jacobson and today I am joined by Rachel Birmingham and Rachel is an international best-selling author. She's a thought leader. Oh my goodness, she has so many things and she's also a friend of mine and I'm just thrilled to have her here. Rachel, how are you? Oh, thank you. I'm really good. Thank you so much. I've never been called a thought leader before. That's very special, super special. Oh, well, the, the kinds of people you're on stage with and the presentations that you give and the kinds of things that you're up to, I am so surprised you haven't been called a thought leader before because you are in my book. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much and thank you for having me. Of course. So, Rachel Birmingham, where are you from and where did you grow up? Let's go back to the beginning. Oh, okay. Well, I grew up in Queensland, um, southern Queensland, which is in Australia. And I was, you know, was born there, but I grew up actually on the Sunshine Coast, which is further north, mid-Queensland kind of thing, southeast Queensland. And um, I've spent most of my time here. I started off, I uh, didn't finish school. In fact, I left it in year 10 and went working straight away and I had my first business at 19 and built that up from scratch. It was a hairdressing salon and um, sold it a year later and went and played and did some various other things like um, feeding sharks and, and stunts at Movie World, Warner Brothers Movie World. Oh, uh, sold insurance and oh, did a, an array of different jobs actually, which, which all fitted into the puzzle you know now I look on it look back on that you know everything was for a reason and that all those different experiences I had gave me the knowledge and know-how to to do various different things that I need to in my life now so it, it all it all makes sense later on even though it doesn't make sense at the time I mean yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the shark feeding element must it say <laughs> well sometimes but, we have um, to navigate a different kind of uh, different kinds <laughs> of sharks in our in our businesses don't we Rachel <laughs> You, you've just got to take action. Whatever opportunity is presented to you, the, the most important thing is to just take action. No, no matter where you, you know, so it can be, it can lead you in the most surprising things. And I guess, you know, that satisfied my adrenaline vein that I have. I guess I, I love um, a bit of an adrenaline junkie. I kind, you know, I suppose, you know, I've jumped out of planes a couple of times and done a whole lot of bungee jumping and. This, that, and the other, and of course, shark feeding, I guess, is an adrenaline sport too. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. Totally. <laughs> now, now when, when did you know what your purpose in life was? Because you're really a purposeful person. You know, when did you know you wanted to be somebody who was out there motivating people and, you know, encouraging people to love their lives, which is one of the things that you do? Do you know, you don't know how important that question is right at this particular moment in time. <laughs> Honestly, if you would be so surprised at how, how ironic that, that particular question is because to be very, very truthful with you, my whole career and my whole um, experiences in, in business and, and all that sort of stuff has really only been me being curious me seeing what I could do, me seeing what happens if I do basically. And right. I have just gone along on my adventure and um, with, with curiosity as my, my main 
um, drive, I guess, you know. Oh, I wonder what will happen if I do this. Oh, geez, you know, my, you know, that's been fun, but what can I do now? That kind of thing. And, oh, I've got that goal now, so which other goal will I set for myself? And, you know, all that sort of stuff. And when you talk about purpose, uh, you know, I, I've had a massive desire and I have a passion for helping people get what they want in life. You know, I, I call myself... Um, you know, a savvy strategist, I, I guess, at the end of the day, which is helping women find their happy space in their world, and that's through business and in life. And I've been doing that for quite a, a while, but in in all honesty, it wasn't until just this week at the age of 42, fabulous 42, that I realised exactly what my purpose here, on life, here in this life was. So wow. even though I've been doing all these things, you know, they're... It wasn't until just very recently that I completely got it. I completely, um, wholeheartedly and, you know, with every cell of my being figured out with, with great clarity and crystal clear clarity that my purpose, what my purpose was here. And so, to be able to you know, express it. It, to be able to express it, yes, exactly. Because, you know, a lot of people think to themselves, oh, you know, what is my purpose? You've got to have a purpose. But, you know, until you figure out what that purpose is, goals are the most important thing that you can set for yourself to keep yourself moving forward and, and gain momentum and lead you to your purpose or the clarity of the purpose. And, you right. know, um, I guess at the end of the day, your purpose can change too, you know. It, it changes wherever you are at that point in time. It, it's all about being the best you that you can be at any given time. It's all about living to your highest potential, living consciously, um, making choices and decisions and, um, you know, taking action it, it, with your highest purpose in mind at any given moment. And that will always lead you to the right spaces in your, in your world. So you speak about, you know, wanting the best for people and helping people get, well, I would call it to their destination in life. <laughs> and, um, but what, and you talked about the first, you know, you started your first business when you were 19. Um, but what was your first professional job where you felt like you were really helping people? Uh, that would definitely be hairdressing. That was my very first, well, I suppose my first job was being a, a a disc jockey at a local skating rink when I was at high school, but you know, oh, if, if, <laughs> if we really want to get down to it, but um, my first, yeah, my first real job out of high school was hairdressing. It was one of the goals that I set myself for when I was at school. I wanted to be either a, um, a hairdresser or um, an air hostie at that particular moment in time, and I loved writing as well, which was weird. So all those three things, I've actually had the opportunity to do or have done. And um, so hairdressing definitely was it because even though you're you're um, talking, you know, you're cutting people's hair, you're colouring people's hair, you're styling people's hair, you're listening to people, you are helping people. They are coming out with all their um, personal secrets, their their fears, their problems, all that sort of stuff, and they're laying them out on the table in a conversation that is in a space. Um, you know, in, the, in this case, in a hairdressing salon, and looking for some kind of solution or looking for some kind of support or looking for some sort of clarity. So I guess, to me, that really, that really was um, an important 
an important learning for me, you know, how yes. to talk to people face to face, but also listen to the unsaid as well as the said. And yes. and being such an, a, um, a, a person that really picks up on people's emotional statuses, I guess, or, you know, emotional capacity, I had to learn how to leave that at the gate too, which, you know, because I'm such a a very feeling person, I would worry about them consistently, you know, like take it home and go, oh, that poor lady, I feel so bad for her, she's lost her husband and she's never, you know, they've been together for 60 years and what she, you know, so I would take all that home with me and it was during that period that, you know, it sort of helped me leave it at the gate because you can't, you can't help everybody, all you can do is help the person that's in front of you and and um, you know the people around you at that particular moment in time and and I guess I I did that. It's so interesting to think that uh, hairdressing really was such a perfect training ground for what you're doing now and what you've conti- you know then continued on to do in your life and in your businesses and. It's not something that I would have thought would be the first st- stop for somebody who's going to inspire people and motivate them down the track and become a best-selling author, but you have taken that, I think, really unique path. It's funny. It's really funny you say that. I mean, yeah, if, if you had a, you know, rewind, what, 20 years ago, 22 yeah. years ago or whatever it was, um, you know, yeah, that that person, hairdressing and, you know, doing these people's hair and listening to these people, yeah, I, I wouldn't have probably thought that she'd have written eight best-selling books and sold in excess of six million copies and, you know, was on TV and, all, you know, all that sort of, and, and, and mentoring women all around the country and, and all of that sort of stuff. No, I probably wouldn't have said that either. But yeah. then, you know, we what I know now is that we are, all in a place right now, very strategically placed, and we have we have got you know got to this particular place because of what is um, you know in us, what yeah. is needed of us, and what has been given to us. Like you know our talents. You know we we all come here with talents, and we are all in the perfect place at any given moment. You know it's like. Um, you know, we were talking about this the other day, the janitor that is at the school that probably befriends or, or smiles at somebody that that is dying inside, you know, being abused at home or whatever, and, and just giving that, that little person or that, that, um, that human, that, that spirit, some kind of strength in the smallest possible ways mm. that, is very, that is being extremely strategic in that moment. In, in a worldly spiritual sense and divine sense, you know, greater than we'll ever know. And we probably, you know, the things that we do from day to day, we probably don't even grasp or, or um, get how incredibly important they are. That's why I say if you live consciously, if you live with your highest potential in mind at any given moment, then you will always be having a, a positive benefit, um, adding value in, in the most amazing ways to people that you may never even know. And you know what? You don't need to know. You just need to do what you do best. 
That's really beautifully said, Rachel. And I'm so happy that you mentioned, you know, some of the level of success that you've had because I know you're you're absolutely massive in Australia and you're a household name and everybody knows you. And in some and in England, but in other parts of the world, perhaps people who are listening to this interview series may not know about you and I'm so happy to have you on it because your story is so incredible and for somebody who sold six million books can you tell us about the turning point for yourself where you really felt things took off yes I can I can tell you about the turning point and I do write about this in Savvy um, which I feel is very, very important because, we, you know, I just said, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day after I did another interview and I thought, you know, we actually have various different points in our life, various different opportunities in our life to succeed beyond our wildest imaginations or achieve what we what we wish to achieve in this lifetime. We have various different points. We have various different opportunities to do that. We also have various different opportunities and points which I believe that we, uh, in order to check out and pass over out of yeah. this life and into the next kind of thing. So I, I wanted my change, my change of direction, my, I guess, you know, I, I went off in a, on a tangent um, by not using my intuition, and I do go into this heavily in, in Savvy because it's super, super important to use your intuition, um, and which led me to a different direction. But within every adversity, we know that there is an opportunity. If we keep our hearts, our minds, and our, um, I guess, our, uh, just ourselves spiritually open for to see the opportunity within the adversity you need to do that if you if you concentrate on the adversity or or the 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 heaviness of the moment you'll never see the opportunity so you, for me it really came when i um opened a travel agency three months prior to september 11 and um financially completely devastated wiped me out for many years and i had a debt of over 183 thousand dollars business debt and no money coming in, no people coming into the agency. But it was at that moment that I saw something on the television, this guy in Australia who's huge here, who's very, very well known. His name is Jerry Harvey. He's got a string of furniture and computer um, franchise stores all around, all around the country, very well regarded. I heard him say, just randomly, just walking through the room, 80% of business is in marketing. And I thought, well, what on earth is marketing? What is that? Is it advertising? Or you know, I, I didn't have any idea. I thought, but if it's eighty percent of business success, then I have to. I need to be doing that. My, <laughs> I need to be put, doing this straight away. So I could not afford. I was honestly, I had no money coming in. I was heavily, so heavily in debt. I was scrounging around for five cents to buy to make up the the amount I needed for the loaf of bread that week. It was really very hard, Karen. I lived on one bra for six months, and I kept having to throw the water into it oh and wash it every night. It was really, really hard. Yeah, I was in a very, very financially destructive place, you know, a horrible place. Um, however, I went to the library, library, I sat on the internet and I learned everything I could about marketing and I started implementing it and trying and testing it because that's what you've got to do. You've got to try and test things 
And then I discovered a couple of things that really, really worked for me and worked very, very well. And, that, you know, there was a few, fair few business strategies. I, I, I discovered a portion of myself that I had never known before, I had never tapped into before. I became um, even more intuitive than what I had ever been and I really um, went to that place quite a fair bit for, for, you know, have done ever since for all my business decisions. And um, when I didn't feel like there was any hope, I couldn't, I couldn't see it like the, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. All I could see was this deep dark hole. I was really depressed. I was really saddened. I felt like a failure. You know, all this sort of stuff it was really, really hard. But in all of this, I kept learning because inside of me, I knew, I knew that I was destined for something bigger. I knew that this wasn't it. I knew that this wasn't who I was. This was just an experience and I had to see the opportunity out of it. I had to figure out what was going on with it. So while doing this marketing, I found out by doing it and doing it and doing it and getting better and better and better that I actually had a marketing talent. I had, I knew innately, um, well, you know, intuitively and I guess um, in a very emotive way, I should say, emotive way, that what you needed to say to a particular target market in order to attract that target market. That's, I guess, the best way to put it. And um, I kept doing that and I gained massive success as a result of that, not just in my own business but many other businesses. I mean, the very first people to take me on as their marketing consultant and strategist, strategist and all that sort of stuff, I actually transformed their business from a zero turnover to $2.5 million in five and a half weeks and, and I consistently did it there, thereafter. That was my first big success and which was great because it, you know, boosted my confidence and I thought, oh, great, you know, this is good and I managed wow. to dig myself out of debt, <laughs> dig myself out of that whopping great big debt, you know, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, since then, yeah, I've built many multi-million dollar businesses through various different things. It's not just about marketing. It's about a lot of other things. But honestly, you don't need a degree for any of them. You don't need um, any sort of education really about any of them. You just need common sense and a burning desire to achieve what you want to achieve. And you need to get off your bum and move it, you know. You need yeah. to take action. Like and it's really no more than that. Yeah, to take those actions. Rachel, I could talk to you on and on for hours. You are so inspiring and your, your life story is so amazing. But I have a couple of quick questions before we wrap up. Are you ready? Yes, definitely. Okay, great. So who, if anybody, was your idol growing up? Somebody who was an influence or a, an inspiration to you? Um, I have many. I, I don't have, I've never ever had one or even five or ten. I've had multiple different ones at, 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 any, at any given moment. And for instance, right now, you know, I'm looking at my vision board. Oprah's on there. Um, Demi Moore's body's on there. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, you've got to have different role models for different things that you want, you know, in life yeah. and that you help. So, you know, focus. So, but my, you know, my girlfriends, my mother, my grandmother, the women around me, you, you know, there's always something you can learn from yes. the people around you. So I've, I really look to people around me that I've met, 
um, consistently. But obviously, you know, Oprah's a big one. Beyonce, I love Beyonce. I think she's fantastic. Elle McPherson is a fantastic businesswoman, you know. Yes. There's, there's, I, I admire each of those women for different things, that's yeah. all. And, um, yeah, so that's there's never ever been just one and it changes all the time it just depends yeah. on where I'm going and what I want in my life I hear you okay so being the GPS girl you know travel uh, features heavily in my <laughs> passions what is it your favorite does, we love that by the way <laughs> so tell me what is your favorite travel location or place you've ever visited in the world do you know what, um, and I'm not saying this just because I'm on the phone to you, but I have, you know, obviously you know I've travelled a fair bit, but um, for a family holiday, I loved Fiji, but for my own personal holiday, I love America. I love the USA. It has so much to offer. It is so big and grand and fantastic. And I mean, I get to hang out with you guys and, and <laughs> you know, the food, you know, everybody knows that I don't really like cooking food, but I love eating food. Right. <laughs> so the food is incredible. The shows, the entertainment, I'm, you know, I'm heavily into, you know, my whole world is about entertaining. I think yeah. that, um, you know, we love, you know, we love it. We love to be entertained don't we? We love it. Yes. And yes, I love entertainment in my life. So the USA has has all of that and much, much more. But, you know, for a family holiday with the little ones, you know, we love Fiji, the, the slides. You know, the kids just go up and down those slides and the, the locals are so beautiful and, and oh, they're just so, you know, gorgeous with the kids. It, it, it just, it's a, you can really relax and just hang out and have a pina colada or two or three or four hundred. Sounds, <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good plan. Okay, and if you could travel... <laughs> Anywhere in the world, it could be somewhere you haven't been or it could be your perfect holiday, where would you visit? Wow, good question. Um, at, the, at the very, uh, you know, among the top of my list is um, probably, oh, geez, you can I'm just poor, pick one I'm going to <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to say Machu Picchu or Africa. Machu I don't know. I'm torn. Okay, one uh, of those. Probably Machu Picchu. I'd love to, you know, for the spiritual journey that I know that it would um, evoke. So, yeah, yeah I, I kind of feel that, yeah, that, that, yeah, that'd be awesome. Getting really? down into your, and it exercise, you know, walking up all those, yeah, I, I think that'd be awesome. It'd be a, an amazing adventure. Wonderful. Okay, Rachel, so what is your number one direction for life that you would like to share with people today? My number one, the very, very first starting point is to plan out what you want. So ask yourself, as I mentioned in Savvy, um, and you can get that as an e-book, by the way, if you, if you can't get it in the stores over there, but um, my number one thing is to sit down and ask yourself this question. Where do I want to be this time next year? What does my my life look like? How what what income am I earning? What hours am I putting into this? What does my body look like? How's my health? How is my well being? Who is around me? You know what is going on inside of me? What am I doing to make my heart sing this time next year? If I was to sit down with you this time next year and have 
a red wine or have a go for lunch with you? What would you be telling me about your life? It needs to be that crystal clear. And once you have that starting point, then you then you know the direction that you need to head in. Every choice, every action, every decision you make from here on in will be able to be relevant to where you're going. And that's the fastest way to get what you want. Absolutely awesome. Rachel, thank you for taking the time to be with us today and for sharing so generously about all of your experiences and your wisdom. And can you please tell everybody where they can get that fantastic book and and get to know more about Rachel Birmingham? I would love to. Um, you can go onto my website. There is a, a, a shop there with a books. It's in books. It's under ebook. You can get it in a Kindle or iPad, but it's rachelbirmingham.com. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-B-E-R-M-I-N-G-H-A-M.com. Or you can just go onto my Facebook site and there's a link there too, which is rachelbirmingham.live. L-I-V-E. So, yeah, but I've got um, a copy coming over to you that you can give oh. away on your website, too, beautiful girl. So Fantastic. if your people want to check your website, too, that would be awesome. Sounds beautiful, Rachel. Thank you again. It's Karen Jacobson with the Directions for Life podcast here with Rachel Birmingham. Thank you for joining us. 